0: Let us hear the word of the Lord. It is taken from Romans chapter 4, verses 14 to 25a. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am of the flesh. Sold into slavery under sin, I do not understand my own actions. For I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate. Now if I do what I do not want, I agree that law is good. But in fact, it is no longer I that do it, but sin that dwells within me. For I know that nothing good dwells within me that is in my flesh. I can will what is right, but I cannot do it. For I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I do. (laughs) Now if I do what I do not want, it is no longer I that do it, but sin that dwells within me. So I find it to be a law that when I want to do what is good, evil lies close at hand. For I delight in the law of God in my inmost self, but I see in my members another law at war with the law of my mind, making me captive to the law of sin that dwells in my members. Wretched man that I am, who will rescue me from this body of death? Thanks be to God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. This is the word of the Lord. <clears throat> I do not understand my own actions, for I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate. Uh, a <clears throat> very strange statement by a great apostle. We are not talking about just ordinary person. We are talking about the great apostle who uh, some people say they founded the Christianity. He said, I do not understand my own actions. For I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate. It is an honest and yet a very bold statement. Who can say Things like that. Who can say, I don't know myself? People say, I know what I'm doing. They seem to be very assured of themselves. Even they are not very sure about themselves, they have to show on the surface at least that they are quite confident. You know, I used to envy those who are so sure of themselves. It was good to see that they have so much they had so much confidence uh, in life, and I always thought, thought that what do they have that i don 't have? They seem to have so much confidence in themselves, about life, about everything they seem to be so sure of what they are doing, but now I realize that they are not much much different from me. They don't have more knowledge, they don't have more faith, and they don't have much confidence in themselves either. Often it was just facade that they put on to look strong and confident. Sometimes I see young people looking cool and tough, But behind their cool and tough demeanor, I also see that they are very scared of not being cool and not being tough. What if I don't look cool? What if I don't look tough? I see that fear. So after all, they are not that cool and tough. They are just scared. Who has real faith? Not those who put on religious facade. But the one who has real faith is the one who actually encountered God and those whose eyes are open because of that encounter to be able to see the reality of God. But also at the same time, not only the reality of God, they can also see what's in them because their eyes are open, they could see their own shame, darkness, weakness, sinfulness. So they not only see the reality of God, they see their own carnality of themselves. Because God is light. When you come to light, everything gets exposed, not only the good things, but even the ugly things gets exposed. So before God, you see your own contradiction within yourself. That's what Paul confessed in today's scripture. I do not understand myself. When I was was young, I was scared of many things. Especially I, I was scared of how people may uh, look at me, how they will judge me. But as I get older, how people look at me is still important, but it's not that important. It is still important, but it's not that important to sacrifice everything that I do or want. I've learned that It is all right just to be me. It's not that great, but it's all right just to be me. I think that is what maturity does to us. Maturity gives you the courage to accept the complexity you have within you. When I was young, I saw my own contradiction and complexity. I was very insecure about it. But as I get older, I realize that it's all right to have that complexity within me. You can have critical thinking about yourself, and yet you don't perish. That's the difference. Before, if I see contradiction within myself, I almost perish. But now I see contradiction within myself, but I don't perish anymore. It doesn't perish me. It doesn't destroy me. When I was reading a book, uh, there was a good good, uh, kind of quote, so I'd like to uh, share it with you. Critical thinking without hope is cynicism, but hope without critical thinking is naivety. I I think it's pretty good, you know. We need to keep up critical thinking, but if you don't give any hope, then that is Cynicism only you, you just become a cynical person when you do critical thinking. You don't want to be a cynical person, you don't want to be a complainer. You want to you wanna make changes, you want to make pro- productive change. That's why you do critical thinking, <clears throat> not just because you're dissatisfied. So, we never lose hope when we do critical thinking. When you have critical thinking about others and about the world, and yet you never give up hope, and therefore you never become cynical. The good news, what is good news? What is the gospel? What is the good news? The good news that St. Paul delivered today is this. You don't need to be perfect. That's the good news. You don't have to be perfect. That is the message of Jesus Christ. You don't have to be so cool. You don't have to be so perfect. You don't have to be so religious. You don't have to be so righteous. Because you're not. We, have, we all have insecurities within us. But we don't want to live out our insecurities. I hope that we don't live out insecurity in our lives. As I read uh, Steve Jobs' biography, I mean, he made great achievement and all that, but I felt sad. Probably he'll feel sad for me, but I felt <laughs> sad, uh, sad for him in a way. Because all his life he tried to prove to the world uh, how good he is in everything he did. Because when he was young, very young, his biological parents gave him up. He always asked this question. Why? Did they give me up? Why did they uh, abandon me? Was I so bad? Was I so unworthy that they had to abandon me? He lived out with this question all his life. When you uh, watch the movie uh, Amadeus, I don't know whether it's a true or not, but Salier and Mozart, Salier always lived out, lived out his. Insecurity. I hope that we don't live out our insecurity. You don't need to pretend to be so strong and so upright. You hear as you hear the good news, you get discouraged to think that you're all right. You can be honest with yourself. That's where. Everything begins. Be honest with yourself. Then you'll be able to discover so much about yourself. You'll be able to see even insecurity deeply embedded within you. And you can laugh about that. You know, when I was young, I was... Uh, So skinny, whether you believe it or not. I was so skinny, my uh, kneecap uh, kind of uh, protruded. And then I hated that. That little kneecap. All other guys didn't have that. They're just flat. Mine came out like this. I hate it so much that I didn't want to wear uh, my short at that time. But I don't have that insecurity anymore. because <laughs> I don't have that kneecap anymore. <laughs> but also at the same time, I'm strong enough to, to be able to handle that kneecap. But I'm just talking about very, very small thing. The kind of insecurity that, that I have, I cannot even talk about here. It is so embarrassing. I cannot even talk. That thing is nothing. That's why I can share. You know, even though I have still so much insecurity within me, I know someday I'll be able to overcome that too with God's grace. And also, I know that those things cannot crush me anymore. I can't even laugh about that. I'm not that sensitive about that. Once in a while, I get sensitive, but most of times. Jesus' goodness frees us from the fear of our own weaknesses darknesses, darkness and insecurities. The good news says it is all right. I'll help you work out your own problems. You don't have to hide it anymore. You don't have to look down upon others for their weaknesses either to hide your own weaknesses. I realize that those people who hide their weaknesses are usually abusive to other people's weaknesses. Now you can embrace your own weaknesses and also other people's weaknesses too because you are not much different from them. As we receive the goodness, we become very comfortable with our own weaknesses. You are in a much better position to deal with your own weaknesses And you can also have compassion for others who are struggling with their own weaknesses. And I think that is a power of grace. That is a power of grace. Grace is a wonderful thing. As you look at your own weaknesses and embrace your own weaknesses, you can also embrace other people's weaknesses. That is a power of grace. Paul lived all his life without knowing what grace was all about. He was a hard man, hardworking man, and he was very good in everything he did, and he had to be good. He tried to be good, but he had to be good in everything he did, and he was, most of times, he was good. But he didn't know what grace was all about. What do you mean living with grace? He didn't live with grace. He lived with his strong will, but unfortunately, his strong will blinded him. Only when he discovered the grace in his life, his eyes were open, and he was able to see his true self. And he was able to see how scared people were and how hard they tried to cover up. I think grace is a wonderful thing. We'll we'll all have to understand God's grace deeply. How do we know God's grace? You don't need to be so religious to know God's grace. You don't need to be morally so perfect to know God's grace. You don't need to be so smart to know God's grace. God's grace is available to everyone who needs that grace. That's all you need. I need grace. Then that grace is available. When you see your your broken self, instead of just looking at yourself, you turn around and turn to God, and you see God's grace is waiting for you. That's what grace is all. Grace is like when you see only you you only yourself, then you cannot see grace. But when you turn around and turn to God, you see God's grace waiting for you. Jesus came. To give us grace. Jesus came and left. But he left grace. With us. This is what he said. In John. And the Word became flesh. And lived among us. And we have seen his glory. The glory as of a father's only son. Full of grace and truth. And in verse 16 he said. From his fullness. We have all received. Grace upon grace. That's what. God gave to us. Last week we said that life is a gift. But life can be only gift when you have grace. When you know grace, then life is a gift. There's nothing you can do. There's nothing you need to do to receive grace. But when you see your brokenness and turn to God, God will show you. His grace. St. Paul said this where sin increased, grace abounded all the more. I translated a little bit. I think this is better, uh, this uh, may be easier to understand. Where the perception of sin increased, the power of grace abounded all the more. It's not just because you sin more you will experience God's grace more. But when you understand your sin more deeply, then you will be able to understand uh, the power of God's grace more abundantly. Your weakness is not something that you have to hide at all costs. When you do that, you're building a life of lie. You become people of lie. You'll just pretend a lot of things. You'll show a lot of facade. But that's not you. I don't want to build a life of lie. Your weakness is something that you need to confront, embrace, and expose to God. Then you will see God's grace working in you. I do believe that that's a power of life. Only there we can have true confidence in life. I hope that our insecurity does not eat us up, perish us, and destroy us. Rather, make us human, compassionate human being to other people's uh, weakness. Let us sing together. <clears> Thank <throat> you.
1: Amen. My Savior has field, and like a mercy rains. I in love, and Let us have moments.
0: What are some insecurities that you are struggling with? Do you try to deal with those insecurities by trying to be better? To prove yourself? How about waiting for God's grace? And how about letting God's grace touches you and help you? and give you strength and confidence. I think that's a much more effective way than trying to live out insecurity because insecurity does strange things in our lives and doesn't make us happy. Let us pray that God's grace may touch us and heal us and give us the strength.
1: is great gone my chains are gone